You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Great verse is Proverbs 25, 28, and it says, like a city without walls is he who lacks self-control. I memorized that years ago. Like a city without walls, in other words, you have no defense. Self-control is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and it's also something that I need to develop and maintain in my life as a Christian, because it's saying no to sin every day. It's saying no to self every day. That's the Christian life in a nutshell. Self-control is a gift of the Holy Spirit, but it's not something that comes easily. You have to make a choice to exercise self-control each and every day. Today, Pastor Danny will remind you that this fruit of the Spirit is what living as a Christian is all about. You must constantly say no to sin. Self-discipline can be learned, but it will require the help of your Savior. As you grow in it, you'll find that you can live in a way that pleases God. Temptation will still come, but you'll find it easier to resist. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 with today's edition of The Living Word. Here's point number four that we didn't get to. Stay alert and maintain self-control. Self-control, if you will, is the opposite of the deliberate sin where you keep on willfully sinning. And that's what we just read in verses 26 to 31. Stay alert. Maintain self-control. Let me just read you 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 1 says, brothers, about times and dates, we don't need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You're all sons of the light, sons of the day. We don't belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep. He's talking spiritually. But let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, which was mentioned there in Hebrews 10, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So stay alert. Maintain self-control. If there's one guy that learned that lesson, it was Peter. He writes three times in 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Be alert, be self-controlled. Verse 7 of chapter 4, he actually says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and self-controlled. He says it again in chapter 5, 8. Great verse to memorize on this point, and then we're going to move on. But great verse is Proverbs 25, 28. And it says, Like a city without walls is he who lacks self-control. I memorized that years ago. Like a city without walls, in other words, you have no defense. Self-control is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and it's also something that I need to develop and maintain in my life as a Christian, because it's saying no to sin every day. It's saying no to self every day. That's the Christian life in a nutshell. Now, point number five was this. Keep up your courage. First Corinthians 16, 13, Paul writes, and he says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men and women, of course, of courage, be strong. Back in Hebrews, interesting, the next section beginning in verse 32, 
Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering? Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. So you weren't always the direct blunt of the persecution or the insult, but you saw a fellow brother or sister being persecuted or insulted, and you stood with them. You identified as a fellow believer with them, and that would encourage them. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. I've never had that in my Christian life, but some Christians in the world in those days of this writing did, and some Christians around the world still, because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. I think it would be fairly easy to suggest that the summary of verses 32 to verse 35, don't give up your courage. Remember how you were courageous and faced suffering and persecution and insult in the early days of your Christian life? Well, he's saying to some who have now stepped back, And you're not as courageous as you used to be. You're not standing for truth like you once did. And maybe it's because you suffered at some point so much that you go, I'm just not going to be able to handle that anymore. And you've pulled back. Takes courage. I'm 55 years old. It takes just as much courage for me in a world where I'm around unbelievers to confess Jesus Christ as it did when I was 19 years old and I first received Christ as Lord and Savior. It takes courage. I'm just like anybody. I like being liked. I don't like insult. I don't like feeling uncomfortable in the crowd. You know? I don't like any of those things. Who does? If you like it, I'll say like I do on some of these points, I ain't hanging out with you. If that's what you're looking for. I'm not looking for that. It takes courage. It takes commitment. And there's a cost involved. And some people aren't willing to pay the cost. That's why some people never actually receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Even though they may come to believe in him, they're never saved. They're never really saved. They believe in Jesus, but they're never really saved. Because they don't have the courage to step over the line now and really be saved. When the Romans, actually the Jews, wanted to crucify Jesus, they had to get the Roman authorities to condemn Jesus to death because they didn't have the power. Rome was an authority. And so the Jewish leaders ended up bringing Jesus before a Roman governor named Pilate. The encounter between Jesus and Pilate, to me, every time I look at it, is absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. And as I read just a few excerpts, I think You'll see what I'm talking about. John's Gospel, chapter 18. John chapter 18 and verse 33. Uh, Pilate went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus questions Pilate back. Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Jesus knows how to go right for the juggler, doesn't he? He says, is that your opinion or the opinion of others? What's your opinion? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it you have done? And then Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You're a king then, said Pilate. 
And Jesus answered, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth, Pilate asked. And what Pilate is going to find out in very short order is that it is truth actually speaking to him. It's truth embodied before him. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth, Pilate asked. And with this, he went out again to the Jews, and he said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it's your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? And they shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a rebel and a murderer. And yet they say, give us Barabbas. And they want Jesus crucified. Let me read you one verse from Matthew's account of this encounter between Jesus and Governor Pilate. Matthew chapter 27, one verse, verse 19. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I've suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Did you get that? This is fascinating to me. Pilate gets an opportunity for a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. And in that encounter, while he is in that encounter, a message comes from his wife. And what God did was give his wife a dream that had a particular point. And the point was... Jesus is innocent. And the message is clear. Hey, hubby, (laughs) you better make the right decision regarding this man, Jesus, because I've just had a dream. God sends a dream to Pilate's wife in order to speak to Pilate that he might make the right decision regarding Jesus. Well, back in John's gospel... And it's my belief that these next verses happen after the message from his wife. John chapter 19 and verse 4, once more Pilate came out and he said to the Jews, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. 
please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 